Java, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Many belts and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast where we discuss and celebrate everything from the Star Wars galaxy and much, much more. Every generation has a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Brian Silliman. Joining me for this episode is one of the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, Captain Matt Romano. Greetings! Caitlin M. Bush is not with us today. Not with us! Had a little bit of a uh, of a of a hiccup. So a hiccup, a hiccup in the schedule. A hiccup in the schedule. So so she will not be joining us. It so I know, listeners, it's not the same. You're going to be saying, "Oh, it's yep. another one of these." Oh it's no, one and this is the second time we've done this, right? How are they just going to go on another Julian Bashir rant? And that was just because he was in that episode. Okay? Yes, but also it's you know much like Nerf, it's either this or nothing. So we chose this. Yeah. Um, but I didn't go since we found out that it was just Matt and I. I didn't go and edit the script at all. Yes. So I'm going to be calling to Caitlin for a lot of questions. <laughs> you um, know it's going to happen. Yeah. 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 It's going. It's going to happen at least 17 times. Yeah. And um, also, what, what the audience doesn't know is that we actually just spent the first 10 minutes of the show talking about McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's, and all kinds of. Leisure foods. Fe- yeah, fast um, food. <laughs> leisure as, foods. As, as we're both getting older, what, what yep. we what we indulge in now as opposed to what we don't and what yeah. I, you know, trick my mind into thinking this is pretty much dieting and isn't. No, yeah, it's, <laughs> if I only eat it a few times a month, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, it, but um, so if any, if, if any of you listeners really want that, it, was, it ended up being like a 20 minute conversation. It almost is. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're released we're, the McDonald's cut. We were having, having yeah. a nice time. If you want to, to hear um, Matt and I talk about various fast food establishments and how Matt does not trust Panera bread, but I do. Yeah. Um, Cause I just don't care. Um, let us know and we'll release it as a bonus. And also tell us what's your order. Cause we're, it started We're like, he's like, what do you think Brian Cox's McDonald's order is in? And I thought yeah. about it harder than I've thought about anything today. <laughs> I mean, um, it's a good question. I mean, yeah. it, I think it tells a lot about you. I mean, I don't know if it is, but it, yeah. <laughs> it's not only what's your order. It's what do you think his order is? That's exactly. Well, that's yeah. Um, anyway, so, so, so here's the thing, Matt last week, uh, we had a bit of, I think you'll remember, we had a bit of fun at the expense of a certain Star Wars character, someone that if they made a Black Series figure of, they will certainly be warming the pegs forever, right next to some <laughs> really old Constable Zuvios. Of course, I'm talking about Mon Mothma's husband. I, if they made a Black Series figure of him, would you buy it? <laughs> I, I don't know. It, de- it depends. This the, is going to be a, out. Yeah, yeah this will be a stretch. Either yeah. he, uh, he, he uh, he's like a stealth Jedi. It's like, oh, he got yeah. to get got to get his lightsaber. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. you know, I doubt the, it. The parent Mothma. Yeah, even, even guys, even from Matt Romano, you pushing it. <laughs> um, but since last week, we've gotten an official name. But before um, I say what it is, and I'm sure our listeners probably have already heard it, especially if they've seen the new episode, the most recent episode. Um, of the show that's on right now, which hopefully they have. But I ran one of my famous polls 
mm-hmm. on our Twitter account. And, you know, people just love these polls. You know, it, it's, it's amazing great. that you're able to sign on still to Twitter after you post those things because this it is so much it's, traffic. It, it's inundated. <laughs> and it, it's, it's, inundated. it's amazing that the Internet in this age is able, you know, to exist at all once I put one of these polls on there. <laughs> fair, um, fair, yeah. Because it just it just generates so much. But the kids are having such fun with these. The kids love this one. You know who loves polls? Who? Gen Z. Gen Z. I, I'm not familiar the, with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, if you have one of these polls, you're not going to love school, but you're going to be a lot happier. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, these, these always just burn them up. But I ran one of them to try and see what our listeners really wanted his name to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, with a whopping 90 votes in total, that's nine zero. Can you believe it? Wow. To, to be, I mean, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. 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 I only thought of it like a day ago, so it hasn't, it wasn't up for so very you, long. So you, it was a short poll. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. It was because I know I'm like, if I'm going to have it on for a few weeks, then we're going to have it past the episode, you know. <laughs> Um, but anyway, for a short amount, no, that's not bad. 90 votes. I mean, it's not great, but anyway. yeah, well, you know, um, un- yeah. here, here are the results in fourth place with 9% of the vote was Mon Manthma. Okay. Um, so Mon Manthma wasn't very well liked Close, um, yeah. in third place with 17% of the vote was Mr. Mothma, which is pretty <sighs> much what we ended up calling him. That's the one I voted for. Yeah. Yeah. In second place with 29% of the vote was Man Mothma. <laughs> Good. And the winner with 45% was Moron Mothman. <laughs> See, come on. Come on. <laughs> I didn't think that would win. I, I, I really didn't think didn't. that would win either. Come I on. I mean, and, and Nate Silver was all over this. And and so. Uh, <laughs> Nate Silver. Get him out of here. Get out of here, Nate Silver. <laughs> Get out of here, Nate Silver. <laughs> um, anyway, his canonical name actually is Perrin Firtha. Um, but there's no way we're going to be calling him that. I like how they kept kept their names, you know, Firthma and Mothma. Yeah, you know, it's I not, guess it's not, yeah, it's, it's actually it's not like, Mon Firthma. Yeah, or, so Mon Mon, when we get married, you know, I'm keeping yeah. my name. It's like you can do whatever you want, parent. <laughs> I'm gonna just sign a prenup, Mom. And the daughter's yeah. like, I'm gonna get mine. Now I'm driving the bus. Um, <laughs> but no, we're even though Moron Mothman won <laughs> or Moron Mothman. Yeah. Um, we're probably just gonna go back to Mister Mothma. Probably. Yeah, I think it's so. I'm sorry. Sorry to say. Yep. It's not and an it's, um, that is going to be the next Padme in the City is going to be the next Return of the Pod feature film. Oh, that's boy. Our, that's our follow up. You've been talking Mothman. to a zoo, I guess. Well, I mean, yep. he. well, I haven't. He's been staying with you because once uh, again this week, our reprogrammed Imperial interrogated droid AZ00, also known as a zoo. He's been staying with Matt Romano. Haven't you, Zoo? It's nice. It's well. It's not nice to see you, but how, how you, yeah. how's it going over there? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's okay. You know, there's a lot of space here, which is nice, and I kind of just let it all let it all go here in Matt Romano's basement. Um, yeah. So I don't know, Matt. How do you think it's going with us? You I know? don't know. It's it's fine. I feel like sometimes you don't, you're, you don't know. Well, you, you know, there's a lot of space down here because you keep pushing all the furniture all to the sides yeah. of the wall. Like you're, yeah, you're making well, a weird. Feng shui thing I, going on I down need here. Space to float around. Yeah, and I think you know it should all be yep. levels. You know, levels. Uh, yeah, but I also don't like your furniture. 
Um, yeah, well, you don't sit down, you know, kind of, you don't, the no, rule doesn't apply to you. No, I'm either, I'm either floating or I'm yeah. off and I'm rolling around like a basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you see, Brian, I'm going to actually drive my head through the wall because this is what it's been like all week. You know, it's uh, just yeah. a lot oh, of oh, oh, back has and it? forth. Has yes. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I, I am aware. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know, I don't appreciate. It. I'm right here. You know, I yeah, hear what yeah, you're yeah. saying. Okay, but, Azu, thank yeah. you. Yeah, nobody um, even listened to the post credit scene. Yeah, Azu. Sta- okay. stand on stand. Nobody last week listened <laughs> nobody to the post credits. Yeah. Um, so sta- stand by if we need you again. You know, you've got your research churning. So you know, please mm, yeah. row your boat, as they say. Um, <laughs> Chew your gum. <laughs> Hello, Azu. Um, we're recording on October 5th, 2022, and we're ready to jump into episode five of Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. But before we do, let's go to some news on the march. News on the march. Okay, so this is exciting. There's okay. some book news, Matt Romano. Whoa, at the top of the show and news on the march. Wow, we. <laughs> yeah, um, and it involves, that's right, it's time once again to go back. To Star Wars The High Republic. Prosperity, pioneering, and adventure marked the era of The High Republic. Oh, it's been a while. Yes, that's because Phase 2 has officially begun. The book Path of Deceit by Justina Ireland and Tessa Grattan is available right now. Yes, technically it's, it's, it's a YA novel, young adult. That doesn't mean you skip it. Those are just just yep. as great as the others. If anything, when if you're an adult and you finish those, it gives you a real sense of accomplishment because you finish them faster. <laughs> as Matt, you will attest, you're still. How are we doing? Well, on I Mind bet of I the could. Jedi? I should probably start so, with the uh, young adult novels. You know, maybe, uh, well, young adult, maybe the middle grades. Yeah, the and, middle grades. Yeah, let, let me tell you something. I I actually am very jealous now because I feel like the higher public has you know leapt out of the gate, and it's hard for me. For me to catch up, there's a lot of material. It's going to take a while. And the interesting yeah. thing, because I was thinking of this, I was like, can people really jump into phase two if they haven't read? Yeah, all can of they? Phase it's, one? It's, it feels and, daunting. And it's not just in phase one. You got the adult novels. You got the middle grades. You got mm-hmm. the YAs. And you have you have some at you have some manga and you have manga. Audio, you have an audio drama in the middle of it. And then a lot of comics that mm-hmm. are all there is a clear order in which to do all of this stuff. And it's very complicated. And even I lose track. I mean, I lose track every now and then, if you can't believe it. Well, and a hundred characters, right? You know, there's like a lot. A, yeah, but they're all going great. On. That's the thing. They're all so great. So I think, and, and don't hold me to this, but I've, I, I've from, um, I haven't fi- finished this first book yet, but I, I think it's, it's really, it's added fantastic. If you have read phase one, but I think you can theoretically read this okay, um, and still enjoy it because it is, as we've said, going into the past. Okay. Um, yeah. There are a couple maybe phase one things that I'd keep in mind. Um, but if you're waiting for, well, I'm more, I've already read this Path of Deceit. What's next? I'll tell you what's, what's next. I have it right here. It's uh, Oh, this is a that. middle grade from another Tessa Grattan is new to the team, to the project oh. luminous team, but also new to the, not to, to writing hardly at all. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic writer. George Mann is also new to the luminous team in terms of the high Republic and his quest for the hidden city comes out on the 22nd of October. Whoa. Is that book? Is someone, is that an advanced copy you have right there? That it is. Yes. Um, one of those advanced proofs. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's, it's not like the, the, it's like they 
They send out to like drum up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get, get everybody you, hyped you, up. You know what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Um, and nobody likes hyping up the High Republic like me. And the thing is, like, it's, I said, I swear, it's like, oh, well, shill for anything. It's, I actually really love these books. And Do any a free of you, book, I'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, 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 it's anybody who's read these series, they're really quite special. And it's really some wonderful Star Wars. So, I'm I'm not just doing it for money. I'm not getting paid anything. <laughs> it just I I really love these books and these authors. So that's that's just what it's about. Well, let me ask you a question, a real quick question. We're gonna yeah. get like the acolyte, you know, in a few yes. months, year, whatever, however it comes out. But yeah. and like so, so Star Wars live action is is not afraid to go into the past. Uh, you know, yeah. or, or so it seems. It's going to be pretty far back there. Yeah. It's going to be pretty far back. Do you think we're going to see like a little High Republic in live action? Can you see a day where, you know, is this is this good enough? Because you know what we didn't get? We didn't get any live action Shadows of the Empire, which everybody wanted. And we didn't get it. <laughs> everybody wants Everybody wants Everybody still wants it. Everybody still wants it, but we didn't get it. So do you think, uh, you know, a multi-platform experience like the High Republic can, can do it? Did you know... That I recently, from a tweet from Pablo Hidalgo, while you mentioned that, that yep. Shadows of the Empire became a thing because the prequels had to be delayed. Get out of here. I did not know no. that. Yeah. It's like, he's like, that's why this whole thing happened was because Phantom Menace. It's like, so it was everything but the movie. You know, we're going to, we're going to produce a documentary about the history. We'll, we'll do it like the Phantom Menace documentary, <laughs> exactly. except it'll be, except it'll be, it'll be you and me. Yes. And um and it'll, and it'll just be all about Shadows of the Empire. And you know exactly. what? We can charge whatever we want for tickets. <laughs> a million a day, 2 million a day, people will pay it. People will do it because that's a hot stuff. Good call. But content. um in terms of the High Republic that the Acolyte as far as I know is going to take place at the very end of the High Republic. All of the authors I've asked if they know anything about it, if it's if they're writing into it, they they don't know. They're not there yet. Whatever the Acolyte ends up becoming, I'm sure they'll keep them in touch so they can ride up to it accordingly. Yeah. Um, but they're not, uh, they, at least they're, that's what they're, they've been saying that they don't know anything, whether that gotcha. could be true or it could not be true, but I would love there to be some of these high Republic stories to be told in either live action or animation. Yeah. Animation is a good place. To done do in too. Clone Wars style. Mm -hmm. Some of these, some of these stories are just so full and, and it's great because the action just, Burst off the page. But if you yeah. want stories that to fall in love with characters and have them ripped away in very painful ways, um, <laughs> that's what this it's like. How well, are you sign carrying me some, up. Great. Yeah. yeah it's, okay. Well, I know you, well, you're not you're no stranger to heartbreak. Um, <laughs> I, but, uh, I, I would I would love a Clone Wars animated series like like mm -hmm. based on High Republic. But in the meantime, we have the books, and that has not only has happened a whole lot of other stuff you didn't sign up for, that has been <laughs> News on the March. See, we're, we're, we're off to a great start. <laughs> yeah, oh, we, you're the one that's supposed to keep, keep keeping me in charge. <laughs> keeping, keeping me in charge. Um, I, don't, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I, don't, I didn't know where that sentence was going. Okay, with that, we are going to charge into episode five of Andor. Caitlin, Ben, Bush, what did you think about it? Whoop, let's cut that. Okay, um, this episode is brand new, and we don't want to spoil you for any of it. So be warned that we are about to get into severe spoiler territory. Isn't that right, Caitlin? Whoops. Okay. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Take that again. Right Werner Herzog is still <laughs> refusing. We're in wow. deep negotiations, though. I don't again. think he's coming back. Uh well, don't say you know. Right, don't right, jinx right, it right. yet. We've right. got we've got our our top people on it. Top our best return of the lawyers. People. 
mm-hmm. are working with the Herzog um, management <laughs> yeah. and we're working on it. Um, okay. But I did find another substitute for this. Ooh, somebody new, I hope. Yeah. It's somebody yeah. new. Oh, um, great. No one's going to like this. Oh, um, they might like it a little bit more, but um, I don't know. But to sound the spoiler klaxon, please welcome Zero the Hut. No, oh, another fantastic well, well, character well, from right the past. Here. How oh, you break you me, blow mm-hmm. me up, but I'm still here and wow. I'm never going away. And that's right, I'm here for life now. Why life? Go ahead and sound the spoiler clicks. Oh, it sounds so sad when he says it. Now, what is there? <laughs> Caitlin Ambush? Whoops, I'm not here. I'll do that part myself. <laughs> there is a clear order oh, in which to watch and or episode five and listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Wow. Okay, let's make sure that never happens again. Nope, that, that's okay. the last time we'll do that. Okay, here we go again. Punch it. We've all done terrible things on behalf of the rebellion. Wouldn't you rather give it all at once to something real? Andor, season one, episode five, released on Disney Plus on October 5th, 2022, directed by Susanna White and written by Dan Gilroy. Once again, second episode for those two. Uh... For me, there is one line in this episode that really seemed to sum up not just this episode, but the whole the show as a whole thus far. Mm-hmm. And that line was, everyone has their own rebellion. Yeah. And it reminded me of this, not only of the saying, everyone is fighting a private battle you know nothing about, because that came to mind. But it's not just that. Even those on the side of the empire in this show are being rebellious in various ways. Agent mm. Nero is, mm-hmm. your best friend Cyril Karn is, yep. still is. Everyone has their own rebellion going on, not just Cassie. And the difference is that we just know more about him. We know Mon Mothma has hers as well, but if we didn't already know her, we might not see it as clearly. Would you agree with any of that crap I just said, Matt Romano? I would agree with all of that, absolutely. I mean, the, I mean, we, we joke about it, but shades of gray everywhere. And especially your point about Mon Mothma. Like, if you're meeting her for the first time, then, you know, you know nothing. You don't know nothing about this woman. Yeah, it, say we hadn't seen that scene with her and Luthen in the gallery. Say we're just seeing her. She's a Senate. We and we see nothing. We just well, is this woman complicit? Is she not? Is she just rich? Yeah, you know, right? We wouldn't. We wouldn't. We we wouldn't know. It's, yeah, you would start with like you know thinking about all kinds of twists that could happen with her, but you know we know where her her, her arc is going. So yeah, there are a couple yeah. that are you know deeply entrenched, and yeah. she's probably even more than Cassian. I'd say more deeply entrenched in canon. Oh yeah. Um, because he's only in one other movie. She's in totally, and he two, bites it. Yeah, he, he, he. It's right. He dies. He doesn't make it. Uh, yeah, just he just doesn't a heads live up. through Rogue One. Yeah, also doesn't live through Rogue One. Most of the cast. <laughs> so we get to know this little rebel team a lot better. And so here's who we got. We got Taraman. There's mm-hmm. Sinta Kaz, who is said to be tougher than all of the others, and surely. I would say in a relationship with Vel, would you agree? Yeah, I was getting that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's because yeah. they're like, we know she's in a relationship with somebody. Yeah. Cause Vel he says would, the doubles sharing the blanket thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Anytime Cassian was looking at her or something, you could tell Vel did not like it. Yeah. Um, Lieutenant Gorn, 
who is an imperial defector and is part of why they're going to be able to have this plan on this base in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then there's Nemec, who we talked about last week. He is a. We learned a lot more about him, though. He's a true believer. He's writing a manifesto to make sure that all of the messaging is clear. And I love that because of course, I love him. Yeah, there's. I I really do. He's he's now one of my favorite characters, um, just because <sighs> when he holds up that old tech. Yep. And he's like, the Empire can't track it. And then he holds up the manifesto, which they'd have to have at some, at some point to write, mm-hmm. make sure all of these disparate cells have the same ideal and, and fighting for the same things. And then yeah. Saw Gerrera is, of course, going to go a little extreme. And it's like, you're out of the manifesto. I don't know. how. Maybe that'll come. But it's, <laughs> in that moment right there, he's holding up old stuff because that's the rebellion, right? Old stuff mm-hmm. that still works. Yep. Analog. And, fir- and, and firm beliefs in the other mm-hmm. hand. So, I mean, any thoughts on our gang here? Because I'm now attached to pretty much all of them, and that's not going to be good. Yeah, exactly. I, I love all of them. I mean, this episode did amazing things for character development across the board. I don't know any of the names yet. Okay, so the kid. Yeah, <laughs> what no, the kid's name is? Nemec. Nemec. Okay, I see, see, I'm going to learn. We're all going to learn together. What I love about Nemec, you know, set aside the the model building and the the interest in older tech – but the manifesto, like he's like the yeah. he's the spirit and like the 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 core of this team and what he says about what he says about oppression really resonates. I mean, not just for the show, but for for right now. The pace of oppression outstrips our ability to understand it. And that is the real trick of the Imperial Thought Machine. It's easier to hide behind 40 atrocities and a single incident. Oppression works when you're thrown like 40 different scandals, when you hide behind so much that your brain can't even catch up with everything horrible going wrong. But and that's why it's 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 harder to hide behind one terrible scandal. And that whole what he said, you know, how does that not ring true to today? How do you keep up with the news today with with everything? It's like your head spinning and we're not going to get into it. But like, I don't know. I bet a lot of people saw that scene and and had the same thought that I had. It's not it's really not subtle. And I was always Star Wars. I mean, Star, it is political. It has been yeah. since 1977. It's it just is. It's it's rebellion fighting fascists. It's right. You know, it's fantasy. That's what it is. But but, but <laughs> it's but it's political. And and it's it's. I never think of it as allegorical. I always think of it more like Tolkien. It's applicable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this right now is very applicable. Not just to to right now where right. everything's happening all the time, all at once. But <laughs> yeah. many, many points, and, and this is something that so many despots and, and regimes or whatever has done. It's, you know, throw 40, or not, don't just do one horrible thing, do 40 of them, and they won't even, you know, what can't to do. Keep up. To do can't keep yeah, up. Can't it's just keep like, up. You're, then, then that's how, like, people don't get organized because you have pe- certain people getting angry about certain things and people not getting angry about other things, and that's right. how you create chaos. And that's the, yeah, it's, and so where do you start? It's, you start why it's there now it's, they're so random and so disparate and separated that we'll get to this in a little bit. One lonely ISB agent sees the pattern, but can't do anything about it. Exactly. Because everyone's like, surely not. There are no threat. You're talking about ants. Because again, it's that (laughs) arrogance. Yep. Um, But yeah, I love the fact that somebody's writing this down and I'm wondering if, Whatever's in that manifesto, you know, here's what we believe as the Rebel Alliance. Yes. I'm wondering if that is ever going to end up in like Mon Mothma's hands. I have we'll a good it. feeling like, it is. We'll know I, that, I have some bad feelings and some good feelings, but I yeah, have a feeling. Because I, gonna... I don't see him living, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> if, if you know, see when we, 
we see we go back and watch Return of the Jedi and we're watching her in that scene when she's older. If we know she has kept that manifesto somehow all those years later or whatever, it's like, wouldn't that be interesting? (laughs) She tattoos it on her back and you just never see it. But you know it's there. (laughs) It's like, I'm going to be like that other guy. I'm going to, it's like right next to my Jar Jar tattoo. It's like, I was going to do this whole manifesto. Um, but yeah, talking of tattoos, um, the one, the the rebel that fascinated me the most this week, I think, was Arvel Skeen. Uh, he's um, awesome. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but I took him at face value or tattoo value at first. <laughs> yeah. um, is there turned uh, and there turned out to be much more to him. He drops the great line that's part of the title: "The axe forgets, but the tree remembers." Mm-hmm. And then says to Cassian, "It's their turn to do the chopping." So he's out for revenge, and we don't really know why. We think he pretty much trust Cassian. He's like, oh, where'd you yeah. get stolen? Where'd you get this, you know? And it turns out the Empire, we find out later, took his brother and his brother's trees, which I, I mm-hmm. figure is where the tree metaphor came from. And we think he trusts Cassian, but he doesn't. He holds mm-hmm. him up in front of everybody. He's like, this guy, uh, and says, look at what he really is. He took me on a journey mm-hmm. in this episode. I want to know if he did the same for you, Arvel Skeen. Oh, absolutely. I mean, first of all, just a quick side up before I even dive into his Star Wars character. But do you watch The Bear? Yes, Chef. Yes, Chef. Yes, Chef. No, is he, but he's on uh, that, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. a great show. I'm not going to get too much into it, but it's really intense. It's, it was on Hulu. Check it out. He's in it. He's awesome in it. Now, his character, yeah, I mean, he, he at first he's like that typical guy in these types of scenarios and movies that is like the untrusting guy pushing around the new guy, you know? So I kind of knew that eventually he would uh, come around, but I do like love the ambiguity, ambiguity. Did I say that? Yeah, almost. (laughs) Ambiguity. (laughs) Ambiguity. There we go. There you go. There we go. Of his character. (laughs) We're having fun. Well, yeah, yeah, no, because it's, I was trying, I was trying, I'm like, okay, he's cool with Cassian. And then he cuts the, the Kyber off and I'm like, oh, wow. No, he didn't trust him at all. Yeah. And I was like, I completely fell for it. Yeah. And then you find out, and then he's made to apologize later. He's like, look, here's where I did that. This is what the rebellion means to me. It's like everybody has a everybody has their own rebellion. Mm-hmm. It's like wow. It's he's not yeah. just this random. And you look at all of the ran, all of the rebel soldiers in every group scene, and you just think that way. It's they've all there's a reason they're here. Yeah, they're all they they've all have they've a story. all directly lost someone, or it makes me wonder what Nemec has lost. It's what 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 is lost, or or someone just. You know, that someone has a an Owen and Baru that were left burning in the thing and met this crazy old man in the desert. You know, yeah, what, exactly. Everyone has a story and an action figure. <laughs> but moving on, Cassian himself, I thought, was very interesting in this episode, which is appropriate for a show bearing his name. I, I found it interesting that he was finding comfort in the blue kyber. Yeah. A couple of times he was like mm-hmm. fingering it fingering mm-hmm. the necklace and that ends up exposing him because that's what Arvel cuts off and right. holds up and says, this is worth 30,000 credits or something. Yeah. Who brings <laughs> a treasure gonna, to a robbery. And I thought he was going to jump in. Wasn't it 50,000 credits? He was like, don't take less than 50,000 for it. Oh I yeah. Thought, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah I that's Luke right. said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and he's like, look, he's a mercenary. He's being paid, but it's already clear at this point that they need him. Because he's pointed out multiple flaws in their little plan. He's pointed out things like there's a big, ugly handle and you're going to mm-hmm. need that. Yep. Um, in this thing that looks a lot like the convex from Solo, but not yeah. quite. It's, it looks a little yeah. similar. They haven't called it that yet, but I don't know. 
Um, he's ne- Cassian for some reason. He's never really been more interesting to me. But what did you think of him in this episode, especially the scene where he's defending? He's like, yes, I'm a mercenary. But look, look, you guys need me. Yeah. And so. Yeah, uh, I, I know. I, I love that. Like, even all these episodes in, we're on episode five and we still I, you don't get really good sense for who Cassian is. Yeah. You know, like like and, and like or what he's saying is the truth. Like even when that scene when they're talking about the mission and he kind of takes accepts the role as the pilot, uh, you know, because he's like, do you know how to fly this thing? And then he's like, oh, I flew one of these things. It's like, but well, did you? Because when you were with yeah. Luthen in, in a few episodes ago, like you told a bold lie and Luthen caught you in it. He's been the most interesting character only because I think we probably know the least about him because we know who he is in the end. But who is his person now? Yes, it's true because and, and a lot of this, there was a story this last week that Day, Diego Luna said in an interview, he filled out some backstory on his own for Cassian because mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot there. And I'm wondering how much of this was in there, because all we know is that he's really a thief and he steals from the Empire. Yeah, that's they're his preferred mode. So when you when he says the line, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. For one thing, we see him on Canary and is already older than six as if right. Caitlin and Bush was here, she'd be like, he's definitely older than six. Yes. Um, but I, I get when he's talking about the fight, especially if that happened before the clone wars, I get the sense that he's, when he refers to this fight, he's referring to, you know, the fight against oppression in a larger sense, mm-hmm. Oppre- uh, the, the fight against for a lack of a better way to say it, the rich, yeah. you know, the Republic, yep. it looks like have plundered his planet. Mm-hmm. The Republic we know was was corrupt as hell. Mm-hmm. And then the Clone War started and then he'd be in that fight too. And this fight has been going on for a very long time. So when he says this that line, this fight, he's not necessarily talking about the rebellion. He's talking about I had to I had to do what I needed to do to the powers. Yeah, my life sucks sur- since I was to, six. Okay. Yeah, to survive. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't have the luck. I had to be political and steal from the right people because I and 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 change my name five times and be on the run. Cause unlike Jin, I couldn't, you know, it's like not, not a problem. If you just keep your head down, he's like, I didn't have that luxury. And probably cause he was picked up by people that may or may not be involved in the separatists. I don't know, but it's, we'll, we'll we're about, we're definitely due to find out more about that. I'm just very oh, curious yeah. as to what, what really happened on Canary. And maybe yeah. there was, he was a different kind of fighter and then turned more thief. There's and then something we'll go back. Some there's more will be revealed. Yeah. Um, Mon Mothma this week. Let's check yeah. in with her. We uh, she has a daughter, which we meet in this wow. episode later. Uh, and her daughter seems I don't. Did you get this? Is pretty much accusing her of performative activism. I don't like her. I, I yeah yeah she was. That's <laughs> you don't exactly like the what daughter? she was doing. It's like, I don't oh, you, you know. She's just another like you know she's gonna be typical you know kid that's gonna have to like you know learn that like she was wrong and her mother's right and her dad's an asshole. Don't you, you know? think if if <laughs> if if unlike the unlike Mister Mothma, I think if mm-hmm. her daughter found out she was funding the rebels secretly, she'd be proud of her mother. All Absolutely. Of a sudden, oh my God, my mother's not only performative activist wearing you know frocks and yeah you know dancing around. She's like a, a superhero. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's a classic case of like, you know, one parent being right and then 
the other parent being wrong and the kid being like attracted to the parent that's like just giving out candy. You know, it's like stay up yeah. late, watch TV, yeah. you know, yeah. you have fun uh, with your talk friends. Talk to Sly Moore yeah. when she comes over. Who? What kid doesn't love Sly Moore? <laughs> yeah, talk to Sly Moore. Hey, like, have you met Sly Moore? Who are you going to trust? Your mother? She's <laughs> cold as a fish. But me? I'm inviting Sly Moore to the house. <laughs> yeah, but so, but she'll get older and be like, oh, she's friends with Luke Skywalker. She's cool, you know, like. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, oh my God. Oh, wow. She, she knows Bail Organa. She's having yeah. this meeting. She's talking to Felicity Jones. Okay. <laughs> she knows so everybody. Who, yeah. Who knows if she, if she'll survive? I don't know, but we yeah. don't, th- this is the first we're hearing about. Her. Well, it, it was, it does definitely opens uh, some questions, right? It's like the, we've got a oh, husband and a daughter now. Questions. It's Ooh. opening doors. Um, <laughs> because Mon Mothma is very cold with Mr. Mothma again. They have uh. a, She's having a rough time all around. There's not a lot of her here, but I'll say at least her speeder's really nice. Oh, so beautiful. Like that. a Cadillac or it's Rolls like, Royce or like something. Yeah. Her life sucks, but she's got a cool car. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I, I don't know. It was, but, but it seems like I saw this meme that's one of the Bugs Bunny memes Ooh. in the suit, and it just said, I'm wishing Mon Mothma a very divorce. <laughs> I know that meme. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's coming. Um, and it's either divorce or he's Death. just going to be dead and yeah. him and the daughter, who knows? Um, Something's happening either by accident or cause they, they wouldn't find out cause the, if that rebels moment is happening is coming where she's secret cargo. Um, <laughs> yeah. If they knew she was full on doing this, just execute. Or more, yeah, or, yeah, or maybe like you know they ship them off or something. Like she like somehow like smuggles them away to the the outer yep. rim for your you own know? protection. Exactly, going to ship you off to the unknown regions and you'll just never be heard from again. Exactly, you go to Mexico, in, pack except, your bags. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> you're gonna love it for reasons I won't get into right now. Um, you daughter, um, you're gonna have to wait a yeah. few years. So yeah, keep you an can't eye on go that, Mexico. Mister. Got to be this tall to ride this ride. We'll see you again in episode ten if they ever do. It. Well, I'm happy to say that it is now time to play a different kind of spin on yes. the game that is Woo. now that is like my polls burning up the internet. Welcome back to what didn't I miss? Oh man, I'm so excited! Do I get Matt, to play the game? You you read my mind, Matt. Uh, Not only first off, first yeah. off, Matt Romano, welcome to the game. Oh, hello! Happy well, to, happy to be ha- here. Thank you very much ha- for coming. Happy yeah. to have you. Always happy to have you. Always happy um, to be here. Caitlin Ambush. Well, oh nope. So yeah, what we're gonna do if you're up for it, Matt? is I'm going to run through, I, re, I kind of broad stroke this one, but these directs, I'm not going to write, it's like, TIE Fighter, like every week. Um, <laughs> but there was one. There was one, yeah. Yay. I'm going to run them down, and you're going to give each one a yay or, or an eh. And I'm okay. wondering if you can also tally as you say. Oh, I can absolutely do that. Hold on. Um, right. Now, that's a lot on you at once. Got my is pen. That good? Is that okay? Okay. Oh, that's pen is um, Well, this is the this is this is a return of the pod first. Yeah, there we go. Um okay. Hold Matt, are pad. you ready? I'm ready. Hold on. Here we go. Got my pad. Let's do it. Here we yeah, go. go. The planet Fondor is mentioned which features both in the Old Republic and in legend stories that happen way after the original trilogy and is also the name of Luthen's ship and so he may be personally connected to it. The planet Fondor Ooh, okay. Yay, yay. The crate head is one of the tattoos on Skeen, and though we it's some kind of barcode and the thing up and then the symbol above it, we don't know what it is, but we do know what the symbol is. The crate head is, of course, the head of the crate dragon, and we know that the Tuscan Raiders love the head of a crate dragon, and we of course saw the crate tr- dragon in the Mandalorian season two. Eh. Wow. 
Okay. Well, one of his other tattoos was of the hand, and I believe it is a reference to Hand of the Empire, which was a group which was run by Grand Admiral Thrawn himself that would go out and find uncivilized or unexplored parts of space and colonize them for the Empire. Oh, yay. Reference to Hosnian Prime, the system where the New Republic is temporarily based in Force Awakens, it gets blown away. And you never say, yay. We see it briefly for like yeah. a couple seconds. A couple seconds. You see Corsella there and the president and then. Yeah. 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 You got a yay. I'm happy. You got a yay. Oh, uh, we get a reference to Jakku. <laughs> yeah. Come on. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, in Luthen's gallery, holocrons, big ones, a Jedi and a Sith holocron right next to each other. Yay, we said that last week. We got a couple holocrons in the back. We got, yeah, we, we, were, we were pontificating on that. And this isn't really a Star Wars Easter egg. It's one of those jokey things. Also in his collection, right next to the holocrons, two Sankara stones from Indiana Jones <laughs> and the Temple of Doom. Beautiful, gorgeous. That's the best. Is that, More does that, that. get a yay? That gets a huge yay. Okay, so we're going to, there we go. How That's did we it? do? Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, I think that was, um, one, two, three, four, five, six yays and one, eh, you know? Okay. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't too into, uh, the crate head, the crate head or like, you know, even Hazi and prime and Jakku mentions like, yeah, but you gave, you I, gave them yes, yeah, but, I, but I, you know, it's fun to drop them. Just be like, Oh, you know, this, this is from Jakku. You know, it's not really like a, that it's fun not, of a, it's Easter not, egg. it's not what this show is about. If anything, yeah. I think the Fondor reference is really interesting to me because there's a That's lot interesting. of, it's a, it's a I believe it's a it's a one another shipbuilding planet and if he's has connections to Fondor and also has a Kuat signet made of Kyber and a cool ass are, ship yeah these are two shipbuilding planets so mm. maybe that's a major part of his legacy also if we end up going to Fondor that's going to be for old Republic fans and for fans of like Tales of the Jedi and and X Wing and and those or not Tales of the Jedi uh, the New Jedi Order that's going to be a big day for mm. fans of, of, of both of those things for all of us, I think. All of um, us. Yeah. But the, and the, the interesting thing is that what do the actual tattoos mean on yeah. him, those things? We don't know. And we might not know, but I like that they just conjure up a story. It's like, well, maybe it's this and we'll just maybe never know. Yeah. It's um, it sounds like something in star Wars. And also um, just love tattoos in star Wars, you know, there's, there's some, yeah, there's some you cool do love to, you do love tattoos. In star I do. Wars. I do love tattoos in star Wars. Um, well, that has been another edition of What Didn't I Miss? Wow, okay. lovely. Great job. Now, we we revisit our old pal Cyril Karn. Ah, um, finally. Woo. His mother, Edie, is trying to get him a job with uh, with the help of his their uncle Harlow. And aside from <laughs> eating space cereal, complete with blue milk, um, it looks like some kind of blue and purple tricks or something. Love it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like I immediately thought Matt's gonna want this. Well, um, and you know it's coming. It's yeah. coming. Yeah. And later he's in his what I imagine is his childhood room and sitting next to some action oh, man. figures. Oh man, <laughs> this. I mean, I swear yeah. one of them was a baseball player. <laughs> well, yeah, well, or some like weird. It's like you he's know, a Star big Wars Jose sport. Canseco fan. <laughs> Jose Canseco. That that's who he's a fan it's of. It's like Anakin had pod yeah. racing posters. This guy yeah. has baseball figures. No, totally. it's some kind of like action figures or something. I don't know. Yeah, this this scene was actually kind of beautifully sad. You know, like because he lives on this like lower level or Coruscant, and he's looking out the window. And for like one brief moment a day, the sun shines at just the right angle to reach his level. And then it's gone. 
That's such a beautiful point that I didn't even pick up on. You know, I yeah. think I think I, I think I, a little part of my soul checks out on Cyril Karn's. <laughs> yes, you know, I am. I'm like, I am in tune I'm, with him. I very know. Ex- yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, don't care. It's it's the performance yeah. is fantastic, but yeah. I'm like, I I don't like you. But there's something about him. He's at the bottom of cur- he's at the bottom of the ladder, you know, and like yeah. you know, there's the that's the only light he's going to see all day. Like his life kind of sucks right now. And this is also turning into kind of the Star Wars version of that movie, The Crush. Because he's looking repeatedly at a hollow of Cassian's face. And well, I'm just yeah. waiting for him to go full Alicia Silverstone. I love you, Megan. You love me. You're sick. You see that movie, The Crush? I have see seen crush? that movie in The Crush. He's Cyril Carnes starring in The Crush, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So wait, so beyond The Crush, though, I mean, the title of the episode, uh, The Axe Remembers, or no, yeah, The Axe Forgets, The Tree, the tree, the tree Remembers. remembers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's the tree. You know, in his, it's in like, his mind, he's in the his tree. Mind, he's the hero. He's the tree. Right. He's the so freaking hero. Right. He's looking at this picture, this hollow of Cassian, and he's and he's thinking that he's the one that's been cut. You I know. Yeah, I want vengeance. I and want this vengeance. is and he's on a rebellion of his own because it's like he's one cop on the run from the corpos and <laughs> yeah. the empire that that sent him packing. And now also, he's gonna and, and it's like, dude, you suck. Yeah. And he's like, I gotta shut my mother up. It's like I gotta do something. You know, yeah, I, like, like he's being driven by a whole lot of things. What do you think about this mom? I'm going to throw the question at you. <laughs> about the mom? Yeah, what do you I think mean, of the mom? I, I'm, as a huge Catherine Hunter fan, it's yep. hard for me. I can't not love the mom. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm also, like, because I don't like, I'm curious as to who Uncle Harlow is. Yeah. I, I think that he's just, this guy is going to snap. Yeah. This guy is going to snap. He's going to snap in that way. It's like he was fired. He blames he's putting all of it on on Cassian. He's I can see him possibly killing his mom. Yeah, no, totally. He doesn't like like the way things going. It's like there's just going to be a knife there or something or a blaster. And you know what? She's going to be talking to him at the wrong moment. And he's going to be looking at the hollow and the sun is going to come in and and just. I yeah, can see him. So good. I can waterboarding like, her with the blue milk or something. He, yeah, yeah. Like he because it's making a murderer. Yeah. Except it's him. It's like I yeah. could totally see it going that, way. and just going on a spree. Yeah, and th- and this like this honestly is like one of the probably my <laughs> the most exciting part of the show for me right now because it's the most non Star Wars. Like this storyline's just like you don't see this every day. Yeah, like you know this this dynamic and. I don't know. It's very interesting stuff happening well, here. I'm also wondering, do you think there's a possibility that either Uncle Harlow or somebody else is possibly like Uncle Harlow? We think it's, oh, he's, you know, the carpet, the family carpet store. He's going to mm. get him a job there or help him sell insurance or get him hooked up with a real estate license or one of these. But what if that's a front and Uncle Harlow really works for a crime syndicate or bounty oh, hunters? Oh, yeah. And he's going to Cyril's going to end up down on 1313. And he's going to be like, teach me how to go after freaking this guy, Ooh. Cassie and Andor. See, that, like that would like be that. that would be very fun. I mean, so not only he's going to like join the, the, the criminals that he once went yeah. after for his own personal pursuit of yeah. vengeance, all in the name of quote unquote yeah. justice. Is it? Is it justice? Yeah, yeah. Uncle Harlow's gonna be like, no, he's gonna be like, there's no justice. You know, there's yeah. no, the only justice in the world is the justice you make, kid. I'm your Uncle Harlow. You just Here you it. go. Yeah, you beat me to it. <laughs> what I didn't know until this day yeah. is that Cyril Khan was in charge of this the whole time. 
Hey, you see that Mickey Mantle on your shelf? Did he ever pay your rent? He never pays your rent. <laughs> no, yeah. you know who did Uncle Harlow right <laughs> Uncle here? Uncle Harlow did. Now, if he comes in and doesn't sound like that, I'll be upset. Now, you, um, well, what you if know, he maybe- comes in and he's Pacino? What if it's actually Al Pacino was in this show? They already had the um, the the Brando job of the hut in uh, Clone Wars, didn't they? Yeah, that's well. Yeah, yeah but that's not actually. I mean, that was after. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying literally they Al Pacino is cast as. Oh, like, now, in this we're show. Yeah. now we're talking. Yeah, now we're talking. Like, oh, Cyril! Oh, oh. <laughs> F- you! You owe me the car. <laughs> okay, so let's go, Luthen. We check in with him just a little bit. He has no choice but to wait while the buildup to the mission continues. And we were mentioning this before the show started. This episode is all buildup. Yep. The mission doesn't happen. Yet it was so compelling that I didn't even mind. I oh, couldn't yeah. take my eyes off it. Yeah, He's gone out on a limb here and says he hasn't been as careful as he should have been, which is mm-hmm. something he we thought he was going to teach Cassian. Vel can be traced back to him, but now Cassian can be traced back too. This, as we see, it was a necessary risk. Because as Cassian says, it's the day before that's hard. So we, he, Luthen probably already knows that. But also, they wouldn't have, like, these re- this rebel soul would be screwed without Cassian at this yeah. point. So he had to take this risk. But it's, and they're going to, as the rebellion continues to grow, they're going to have to be less careful. Mm-hmm. And that's just the choice they're going to have to make if they're going to get anything done. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's just all build up, as I said, it's all very satisfying. And this whole, and as he says, you know, as his assistant or, or co-manager, I, it's not sure what the relationship is. It's like, it's going to be over. It's going to be over soon. And he says, or it'll be, or it'll be just the beginning. But just a quick question here for you, Matt Romano, because yeah. Luthen is obviously has no choice. Now he set the whole thing up and is watching from a distance while the actual boots on the ground, people are going in and getting it done. If you were involved in a mission like this, would you rather set it up and then sit in the back and not know anything and just wait, you know, Ooh, while it happens? Or would you want to be involved boots on the ground there knowing exactly what happens and part of it that way? Ooh, that's a really tough question. I don't know. I mean, there's, I guess it really depends on the situation, but I like being let's, a, let's say it's a mission that plays to your strengths in both ways. Like mm. it's, it's like you would, you would be good setting it up. You would also be good in this particular, it's not like, you would be when it's on the ground or whatever. It's things skills that you have. Mm, I guess put me on the ground then. You know, if I was I, about if to I, say it's like a microphone contest or something. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I was like, that's God. nothing. What, but yeah. so you you want to be on the ground? Yeah, I guess so. I get, again, it depends on the situation. Like if I yeah. have something to give to the ground team, I'll do it. But I also like to be a, a you know a boots on the top guy. You know whatever. That's not a thing people say. But you know I'll be in the back. I'll be here just monitoring the radio. You're in. The, you're in the booth. <laughs> I'm in the booth. You're in. The, yeah. So, so you're a Luthan. Yeah. I'm a Luthan. Be like a Luthan. Yeah. Um, not only do we have, um, we have Lieutenant Gorn has a space watch. Did you see his watch? Yes. He's got a space watch. I love it. We've got a space cereal with Cyril Karn. Yep. <laughs> coming soon to ABC Monday mornings. Yep. And um, we have space pills and yep. also space pill popping with Agent Miro. Did you see her popping pills? <laughs> Yes, yes, I did. I mean, we, we should just be, be firing like, up cannon are, cannons for this. We are adult here. All right, fire out the cannon cannon for all that stuff. But yeah, cannon cannons for everything. There's like the, one of the best parts about this series for me, and we talked about it last week, is I love the real worldness 
of Star Wars. Of course, they're eating cereal. Of course, they're having sex. Of course, they're writing course manifestos. They're it's real. out of a carton, but it's but they're blue. Yeah, it's like it's like the that one Star Trek episode. It's like yes, it's a dog, and it's a space dog because it has this little horn stuck exactly. to the head. That's how it works. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, when it's Agent Miro, she's one of the only ones here who's seeing a pattern, and she has this mm. line that just killed me. She says, "It's too random to be random." And uh, no one, do you think anyone's going to actually, because she's right. We, we yeah. know that she's right. Yeah. Do you think anyone's going to listen to her? Because already Anton Lesser in the previous episode was pretty much like, okay, go get me lunch or whatever. No, Preferably again, from Panera Bread. again, I, I, I don't like think it's so, the, the show is so good because you can't just pin these people down as, as black or white. You know, it's gray. It's like, she could be someone that uncovers this rebellion and is inspired by, buy it and she's already like inspiring the person working for her like her little lieutenant like is you know obviously like into her and what she's doing so it's like i don't know maybe maybe she completely turns like she uncovers what this is and is like oh my god this is terrible my boss is a dick and he's not even let me do these things anyway you know i don't know anyone is anyone here is capable of being a callous anyone we've we saw what happened when they see the actual Mm -hmm. thing it's like that that is possible yeah i question everyone on the show there's also you know Anakin is a good person who wound up making all the wrong choices. So mm-hmm. we, and that's an extreme example yeah. of the opposite, but you know, there's both good and bad in, in all of them. And it's really where your loyalty is going to go. And it really, it, I don't want to beat this into the ground even more, but all of these, you seeing them going down a bad road, mm-hmm. and you're seeing the choices that they're making. You're like, and the writing is so good at, not necessarily making you identify, but, but really they believe it. Yeah. And, and it just, it's really like, uh, it's like a, it's, I wasn't, I, I was going to say game of Thrones, but not even that it's more like, like a really intense political drama or something yeah. like that. Yeah, no, that's um, exactly what it is. Yeah. The thing is we do go back to Ferrex in this episode, but it's only so an ISB agent can install a new Imperial lackey there who is more concerned about having a new title than anything else. And in this Been episode, there. we have, a, we, yeah, right. We have, <laughs> <laughs> if he's a yeah, supervising director in the booth yeah, right, um, right. for the microphone contest, um, we see many Imperials in uniform, Imperials marching in uniform, rebels learning to march like Imperials in uniform, TIE fighter once again flying over, no stormtroopers, no lightsabers, no talk of the force at all. Yet this, as, in terms of everything we've, we've said, um, still absolutely, it, it is different, but it still absolutely feels like Star Wars to me in oh, every yeah. way. And no scene of this am I not aware that I'm in the Star Wars galaxy and just, and loving it for that. Would you agree? Not, not only for that, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You still know the stakes. Like that's the, the best part about it is that it, it's Star Wars, but it's, you, you come, you come to it with all the knowledge of, of that you have of Star Wars already. So like. You know exactly what what's going on at this moment, you know, and and, and how hard life is going to be, and how how big the struggle is going to be. But I, I you know, yeah. say if somebody is an, an, an imperial sympathizer or working for the empire, it's like okay, so you're okay with them being on a death ball, blowing up and uh, blowing up Alderaan. You're okay with that. <laughs> it's like you're you're yeah, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna right. be party to that. You you'd co-sign yeah, that exactly like if you were asked. It's like so we know they don't know that it's going to go that far, right? But what we do there, they are on this roller coaster and there's no getting off and it's going to be terrible. And what makes the show sad? Yeah, no, it's just it's it's going to be a really brutal 
adult version of really Rebel Season 1 because they're happening yeah. at the same time. Right, in the, in right, the same right. part in the timeline. But this is, it's even the, the, the Rebel tactics here are, the line from Nemec was a little bit chilling. Surprise from above is never as shocking as one from below. And that just brought out so much because it's, yeah, the TIE fighter buzzed them and everything. But they're looking, because they're looking down. The Empire, as yeah. we know, is looking down on them. And they're not expecting anything to come up. And that's right. They're not expecting here comes this big old Zillow beast out of the ocean biting <laughs> you in the ass. Yeah, we haven't even seen Saul Guerrero yet. He's coming. Oh, yeah, boy. Wait. It's like you, you, yeah. you want to get this party going? <laughs> Bring in me for Hug City. <laughs> um, so any thoughts or things that you loved in this episode that I haven't touched on yet? Matt Romano. No, I think you've touched on a bunch. I mean, I, I'm really excited because, you know, maybe you know this, but like, you know, the, the, <laughs> the show is in like three episode structure, like a three act, three, three act structures. Right? Like, so like the first three episodes were like one part. And now we've seen, you know, two episodes and we're about to see the third episode, which is going to be the culmination of these rebels. Oh. I think we're like, I didn't think of it like that, but that's probably what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're seeing the story unfold in kind of like three episode chapters. So like the first three we saw, and now we've seen two episodes and now it's going to culminate with them, you know, with the mission. With, yeah. The mission is now going to happen. Right. It's, and now it's, we're it's probably going to be onto something else after this next episode. It really is saying something that at least I am very satisfied by these episodes. Oh, without yeah. That third without I don't need to see three in a row to be satisfied. Yeah. Um, I also don't, you know, need to see Ahsoka in this episode or, right. you know, oh, look over there and you can see Plo Koon or something. Those are great, too. But I don't. I, I'm not, it's not like, oh, it's not that. I don't want it. Yeah, you know, exactly. There's, there's, you can have both. You can, in fact, do enjoy both. And it just speaks to get how, how, like, again, how different this series is from other Star Wars series that we've had before it. It's just, it's a different storytelling structure. It's a different type of storytelling, different story. I'm also very entertained and can't wait for next week because I feel like next week we're going to see some action and I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's, it's time for some, all, all it's time of, for some all, action. We, we love the political maneuvering and <laughs> yeah, the intense character work and Arvo Skeen's yeah. uh, tattoos, but it's time to, uh, are there blasters on this show? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not like that. Yeah, but you it know, we're going to, we're going to. action gonna, show. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we're so, going to get Boba Fett next week, you know, it's going to go. <laughs> he's going to come on his record was like, eh. Didn't know if you needed any help. No. And he's um, like, now I'm here for two episodes in your and then series. People, people are going to be like, oh, oh no, it's I the Boba, Boba Fett, Fett show. now. Oh. <laughs> was it just like I, not too long ago, he was the untouchable king of all of Star Wars. And now he's just just weighed down in the poodoo. It's like, come on. And anyway. I got to I got I to add one more thought to this episode, too. Yeah, Brian, go for it. Because I noticed this on the first the very first episode, but I never brought it up. But it makes it kind of makes me smile every time I see it. And it's really stupid, but you might appreciate it. Did you notice how the credits are the same font as oh, the yeah. end of Star Wars, but oh, it's white and not against stars? Instantly. OK, good. Of That's course, you know, that. you know what a font fan I am. I'm a huge font fan. <laughs> you might say I'm a fan. Um, <laughs> I, um, no, no, I appreciate it, that. it's interesting because yes, it, it doesn't have, uh, there are no, no wipes, um, no transitions, no, wipe transitions right. no nothing, but there are right. little, and we, I don't think we have any, even any translated languages yet. So we haven't no. seen what the font is for those. It will probably be the same as it's some matter of that font. And we've talked about this before that like with the filmmaking styles of so many different people and then different projects and whatever, like the, the coherent structure of like, you know, chapters and, and episodes and like, how do you arrange the packaging of star Wars? You know, 
Even yeah. when you like label a planet or like you were just saying, like a uh, language, it's fun to see how people take the elements and make their own yeah, thing. It's interesting that much like Rogue One, this gives you place names over the, like Chris says, Coruscant. Right, exactly. Coruscant, yeah. where it, just like Rogue One, whereas Mando, Book of Boba Fett doesn't do that. Yeah, you don't get it doesn't that. doesn't say like uh, Navarro. And it's like, yeah. oh, now I know. It's like, right. well, you wouldn't have known. It's a new place. Right. And you never got that Return of the Jedi like Endor, you know. Like, yeah, you know, and that was the thing. It know? never did it. Right. It was, and, and but but Rogue One was the first Star Wars thing to do it. And so it makes sense that this show does it. But also it's, I, I, I can't even tell you this again. Yeah, I know. I, I'm the one to talk to about this, though, Matt. Okay, good. That's why I waited for Caitlin to go It was, it was on. one of the so first things I, I noticed when the <laughs> when the first time I was watching the episodes and the credits came up, and I was like, "Oh, that's all. That's I mean, just, that's just nice. that yeah, little, nice. not even the color, but just the thing, like because that's always, yeah, almost uh, from as far as I can remember, always at least the font, not the color of the right. end credits, right? And that just makes me feel a little bit at home. I like that it. Sounds so how can yeah. the font do Star that? Wars? Uh, yeah. I'm a big fan of fonts in Star Wars. Yeah. Somebody should make a book. Maybe we'll put, do a documentary on that. Somebody might have, but, you know. On Star Wars fonts? Somebody made a book or something. Somebody's cashed in on that. I, I think you, there's a, a Twitter you, you account. Have no I- you have no idea. There's a Twitter account, I think. Well, that's not a book last time I checked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. But okay. anyway, well, I'm going to find that Twitter account. And I'm going to find it. Don't worry, listeners. I'm on that. I'm on Font Watch. Okay, so uh, last question. Uh, aside from, no, not aside from Cassie and Mom Mothma, including them. Favorite character in this episode? Oh. Pick anyone. All right. It's got to be Nemec. I love Nemec. Yeah. 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 You know what? I think I'm there. I think yeah. I'm there with you on Nemec. And it's weird that if it wasn't Nemec, I think for this episode, my second would be Cassian. Yeah, sure. I like, um, and he's always been, you know, clo- it, it, there's no show without him, obviously. Yeah. So. But the, the strength of the him. show is in the fact that like, I don't think he's my favorite character in the show <laughs> and the show's named after him. He's, he's it's like, he'll, he's going to get there. He's the glue. But like yeah. so far he, you know, I don't know. Personally, I think the show is named after Marva. But <laughs> yeah, Marva exactly. Andor. Yeah. Um, but I, I found him, I always find him interesting, but I found him again more interesting in this episode than I ever have before. Yeah. Um, and that he was just so quick. He's like, here's a problem. Here's a problem. You guys are amateurs. It's like, I'm going to bust this out. Yeah. I know if Caitlin was here, she's on her whole thing that he's, he wouldn't be into this, but sit, he shares a look with Cinta. Yep. She gives a look back. He is into her. Absolutely. And then has to be told it's like, nope, she's already sharing a blanket yep. and is with and Vel gives him a look like hands off. Yeah. No, so, no, no. Yeah. That's Chekhov's yeah. blanket. That is a hey, these two are going to hook up like they, they, yeah, they don't call attention to that unless something either that or this is kind yeah. of something. You, yeah, it's like, and you know, what's going to happen. You saw the way they were looking at each other. You saw yeah, it. this is it's this yeah. is st- it's like me looking at fonts like you like you and fonts, you know. Like you had a good Futura, you know. The ten, the know. Ten, oh man! Oh, give me, give me a Futura. Give me Ooh, a Garamond. Or you're new. Mm. Yeah. Oh mm. boy. Mm. Wingdings. Um, <laughs> well, with that, we're gonna go to break. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. Don't turn us off. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Return of the Pot, a podcast about Star Wars. May the Force be with you, and as always, many boats. We're back, and now I'm going to throw it over to Matt Romano for a new segment that he just told me about. I have no idea what this is, but let's let's go experience it together. Matt Romano? This segment is called... Hey, hey, come here. Come here. Can I tell you something? I got to tell you something. Come here. 
It's a secret. Shut up. All right. So I got to tell you something. I'm, in- you know? I'm intrigued. Yeah. I, no, no. This is this is a segment where I just, you know, I want to just express something that probably I'm wrong. People disagree with. Okay. But Ooh. something that, that, that's been, I've been thinking about a lot lately with the Andor and like Star Wars and the, the Disney Plus release schedule. And I, I don't like the the 12 a.m., the 3 a.m. releases. I don't like the episode being available at the start of the day. Oh, well, so who are you Who are you telling to come and, and tell I'm telling you. Tell you. I, I don't want everybody you, to know because well, I, I think me, a lot oh, okay, of. So we're having yeah, a hush. We're having a hush, the, hush. The thing of this, of this sequence, <laughs> it's like, oh, just a whispered conversation. <laughs> this is just between oh, okay, us. So, so, okay, so, 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 Matt, what you're saying is if I, I get this, if I get yeah. this, if I am correct here, yeah. is that you are telling me that you no. do not like the midnight drops of Star Wars shows and or Marvel shows. I hate them. I hate it. Really? Why do I you hate, hate them? Because I think uh, the the recent release, and I, maybe I'll start talking now. We don't have to. <laughs> no, no, it's quiet. We don't okay, want okay. to The recent it's gonna, release. It's going to lift and frame and make the second special. <laughs> okay, good. It makes it different. The, the yeah. recent release of Game of Thrones now has got me back into the, this loving the idea that we all watch things together as a community. So Sunday, nine o'clock, I watch Game of Thrones. You know, we're all watching Game of Thrones. I hate that. It releases early in the day and everybody watches it at different times. And then you go on social media. It's a minefield, you know, like any, any, you just, you just got, don't go on social media. Then. But, but f- that shit. I don't know. I'm going to wow, go on social media. Wow. Who's not going to go on social media? Come well, on. You, if you want yeah. to avoid spoilers. No, yeah, I'm not, I'm going on social media. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, but you then see, it's, it's like, like, it becomes a race to see you watch it fast, you know, fast enough. You know, well then just, you know, stay up all night and watch it. Right. No, free. release the shows at nine o'clock. Everybody watches them when they're home from work and from school. At, and it's great. At, do you really think that'll work on a Wednesday? You know, I think it would. I absolutely think it would. You tell me it's not. No one's going to tune in for Andor at nine o'clock. That. I'm not. Get out of here. Get out of here. No, man, I'm not. I'm not. Get out of here. It's stupid. Conference table. It's stupid. Wow, Mike, watch your language. Yeah. <laughs> you know who has probably the best, the best, you know, rollout? Who? HBO weekly rollout at the same time at night every week. Yeah, but like TV. You never know. You never know when your show is just going to vanish. From the service completely, and the actors in it, and everyone who worked on it, are just never going to get residuals again. Listen, you never know who's who's going to be, you know, Lex Luthor running a company, building spaceships, going to space. I understand it. Okay? You never know what's in the Panera Bread turkey. <laughs> you never know. But like, don't tell anybody. But I hate it. It's stupid. Well, I'll tell you the one thing. I wish it actually came out midnight our time and not three, because then I could stay up. That is also the stupid. The West the Coast decides, like, gets to watch it at midnight. Bullshit. I gotta, I gotta get my work out as quickly as possible, get my notes done, and get the recaps written, man. So I don't have time to sit there. I don't want to do it on on Wednesday night. I want to do it early Wednesday morning and, and get it done. It, it, it would be you. Re, you realize if it would be detrimental to this podcast if that was the, how the rollout. <sighs> And also, just for the sake of of, of quoting Shit's Creek at this point, I have to say, stop saying roll out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm aware. Matt, I'm worried that. about how this is going to affect the rollout. I'm aware that an, uh, that the release schedule would ruin, ruin return would ruin. of the pod. Ruin, would ruin return. The word is ruined. Ruined. Yeah. It would ruin it. But as a fan, I'm saying, you know what? It'd be fun if we all watched it at the same time on the same day. Yeah, it would be fun, but you have a higher purpose now. I do, I guess. We gotta bring you this podcast two days after it airs. The supervising director of the microphone contest. (laughs) All right. Well, for it to be a real segment, you gotta take us out. Okay. And with that, don't tell anybody I told you. It's a secret. Shut up. Okay. (laughs) I 
know. I enjoyed that. I think that was a good one. I like that. I had fun. That we'll, was... we'll say, I don't know <laughs> which one will come back next week. Is it, hey, hey, come here. I got to tell you something. Or another episode, another installment of Cool Club or <laughs> nothing. Who knows? Caitlin will have something for next week. <laughs> well, well, yeah, she'll be on it. I'm yeah, sure she's on it. it right now. Yeah, right. She's, top, she's, top, top women. If I, if I know Caitlin, she is yeah. at this moment. Thinking about it into planning her escape. Yes, exactly. Um, yep. That's going to take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. Over on Apple Podcasts, a big thank you to Jay Dredd for your wonderful review. Very, very nice. Five stars. We really appreciate it. So very nice. On Twitter, this is wonderful. I love that this happened. Oh, I just okay. saw what this happened? today, last night actually, on our on our show Twitter, on the Return of the Pod Twitter. Oh, listener Dennis. R. Biondo Jr. Jr. Pointed something out to me, to us. But I think it was, you, when you see what it is, I think, I think it's mostly to me. That to, to my shame, I missed something. But it's something that's very near, dear to my heart. I missed an actor on Rome. Oh, get out of here. And we know that I love HBO's Rome and pointing we out all love Rome, Rome. Star Wars Rome. casting connections. We know this. 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 Um, so welcome back to Rome the Pod. Oh, you know, I used to give you a lot of shit for this segment, but I, I love when Rome comes yeah, back. Here's, here's the problem, though, is because Dennis was nice enough to point out that I missed one actor. I actually missed two. Oh, no. Yeah. So here's the one he pointed out. In episode one, the actor who plays Kravis, the corpo that Cassian shoots in the face. Yes. Is played by Lee Boardman, who among many, many other credits, played Tymon on both seasons of HBO's Rome. Uh, he works, he's mostly working as for Atia and yep. kind of her sex doll, at least yes, in the first season. Yes, yeah. And just really, I, I was like, I was like, he looks familiar, but I'm not sure. And and I I just never looked him up. I'm too lazy. Wow. But, but that's not the only Rome connection I missed because <sighs> I'm saying how much I love Catherine Hunter. I'm saying how amazing she is. Edie Karn. She was on Rome. She was. Oh, <laughs> Among here. not only is she one of like a legend in British theater and so many other things. I mean, she's in Harry Potter. The, I the mean, fifth one. She's she's in so many things and just a legendary legendary. Shakespearean and everything, but she's in episode. She is Catherine Hunter is Edie Karn. And in Rome, she was the role of Charmian chief <sighs> handmaiden to Cleopatra. Oh my goodness. Yes. So whenever you see Cleopatra, you, you're, you're most likely seeing the character Charmian played by Catherine Hunter. I wow. can't believe, you know, I did this. I was, you know, this whole episode, I should have said this earlier. I was looking at her being like, I've seen her in a thousand things, you know, yeah. and I, I just couldn't place it. But like, I've, I, I've seen this actress before. Most people watching this show, I'd say, um, would recognize her from a very small role in Order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, she's Mrs. Fig. But she's also, whenever she has a very distinctive look and a very distinctive voice that, oh, I'm going over here. You know, it's it's <laughs> very distinctive. I, I. This is this is gonna sound so hoity-toity, and yes, Del Grasso, I know you're gonna call me out on this. This is this is worse than apparently <laughs> last week. It was a it was a brag where I was like, I have not seen Joker. Apparently, yes. he thought that was a hashtag brag, <laughs> and I'm like, it's not a brag. I was just saying, I mean, I it's a controversial it. movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it? I'm like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, uh, but I, the first time I ever saw Catherine Hunter in something, it was 
when I was in London seeing seeing her in Mother Courage. She was like, oh. oh, Swiss cheese, pull the cart. So whenever I think of Catherine Hunter, I still think of her from that production that I was... <laughs> that the I time really... I was in merry old England. Yeah, it's like yeah. the time I was studying abroad. <laughs> it, was, it was well over 21 Preparing years Preparing for this, this podcast. Point. Yeah, <laughs> it was long before my days in the rebellion, before I ever met Matt, before our first microphone contest. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And we were really going to beat that to the ground. Anyway, but that has been Rome the Pod. And in terms of uh, of real talk, Matt, do you have any real talk? We've got some time left. Any real talk? You know, honestly, I had nothing this week. We had nothing in the mailbag. Nobody was talking to, to us in the, the voicemails. It was empty. empty. It was empty this week. Okay. Yeah. Listeners, <laughs> I'm going to make you a little promise here. <laughs> you guys go, what, what, what the hell is our website? Uh, Returnofthepod.net. Well, that's not helping anything. Yeah, it's not Returnofthepod.net. <laughs> Channel your inner Sandra Bullock and Jeremy Northam. Returnofthepod.net. Yes, you leave us. A voicemail. Yep. A message. They can leave us voicemails. They can leave us a message, a written message. They can leave us a voicemail. You can get us on our social. Like, we're, we're accessible. Well, you yeah, got something yeah, to say. yeah. But this is especially, I want, I want to get these voice. I want to play one of these voicemails on yep. the show. And here, 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 what you might be saying, what are the rules? <laughs> yep. Here's what, here's what the rules are. We can't, we're not going to play anything profane. This yeah, because we publicly yes. shame somebody. And, that, yeah, that, that we're not going to do that. Now. And or is, yeah, sorry, um. There, that was a whole scandal, and there were forty of them, so you barely noticed. Um, we, we, we. So nothing expletive laden. It's Andor is an adult show. This is kind of becoming a mix and match. Who knows what? Who knows what the hell the show get. is now? Who knows what know. you're going to get? I don't even know. But you know, nothing explicit or nothing that can't something that can be played, and that isn't too incredibly long. Send it, and we are going to play one. We're going to pick one and we're going to play it no matter what next week on the show. Wow. No matter what, no matter what, no matter what, <laughs> as long as it goes by all that crap I just said, yep. um, we're going to play it. Yeah. We will play it. And you can I say your this. name. If you just want to say you want to propose to someone and they yep. really happen to be a return of the pod fan, that would be really weird, but it would kind of be awesome for us. Not yeah. for you, but uh, but okay. If you want to like say hello to a friend that likes the show, if you just want to give, you know, say hello, you know, you could use it to do whatever you want. You want to yeah. advertise your new line of skiing gear. Go ahead. <laughs> all right, well, we can't play all of them because now we're going to get just ads. No, we'll just one. Yeah, no, yeah, we're okay. just going to play one. We're going to pick, we're going to pick one. And that's, Who's gonna what win? That, yeah. that's what I think is every week. We, and, and if we get a lot, we'll, we'll just pick We'll go by senior. It's like what came in first. We're gonna we might and then we might do a whole bonus where we're just gonna play a whole bunch. Yeah, I want you guys to fill this up because this has been a feature for for whatever, and we barely use it. A lot of we times we, we kind of it. and it's my my own fault for talking about smut because um, <laughs> we get a fair amount of smut. And no disrespect um, to the what? people that have said this voice about no, that were totally no, normal. No, 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 no absolutely. Every every night and, and it's wonderful. Somewhat. Family friendly, no expletives, yep. and um, a question, and, a comment, and not too long. A question, yeah. a comment, a hello to somebody that we don't even know. Yeah. I promise you, send send inundate us with these this yes. week, and one is guaranteed to be played next week on the show for everyone to hear. And then the week after that, another one will be played, <laughs> and a week after that, another one will be played. <laughs> And let me tell you, if we have nothing to choose from next week, I will not be very pleasant to be around. <laughs> Matt, now, Matt, now, now your line is now that's impossible. 
Now that's impossible. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, we. this is like one of the only moments where I'm like, we're actually, we have extra time. <laughs> I think we're good. I think we're good. We can, yeah, well, we do well, have extra I, time. I think, I think we have enough time. We're I not, think we yeah, have enough we time. We have enough time. Yeah. Okay. Um, with that, we're going to just continue our own personal rebellions. But join us next week where we'll continue to cover Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Return of the Pod. You can visit our website at returnofthepod.net where you can leave voicemails. Visit returnofthepod.store where you can buy all kinds of merchandising. 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 Oh, get out of here. And you can also find us directly. Matt Romano, you can be found where? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Matt Romano, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. And I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S as in Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke him if you got him, take it, Sheevy. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. Many boats and be the spark.